our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Hello, today's Thursday, which means we're bringing you Girls That Business, a weekly series where we spill the tea on how to create a seven-figure side hustle because no one saves their way to wealth. You're joined today by Sim, a seven-figure business owner, and with me is Maya, an entrepreneur in the making. Hello, Maya. How are we this week? Kota Sim, hello. I have to ask you to reshare the story you just told me about your car because I think the people deserve to know. Like one way to know that someone's having a busy week is what Maya has just mentioned. Please, like, do you mind repeating yourself? Of course. So my engine light in my car has been on for probably over a month now. I thought it was a week. Oh, no, girl. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No. Like... And I kept forgetting to tell my Tani, my partner, because, of course, he's my mechanic. I just kept forgetting to tell him. And then I got so used to the engine light being on that it was just kind of like normal. And then I remembered that it wasn't the other day. So I told him and then he was like, "Okay, we'll get we'll get it serviced. And then I just told him tonight, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's been on for like over a month. And he the way. He whipped his head and looked at me and he was like, first of all, that's dangerous. <laughs> like, that's, I can imagine the sass in his head turn. And he goes, that also ruins the car. <laughs> and I was like, it does. Oh, my like, God. I'm, I'm sorry. I was just like busy and didn't, didn't even realize. So we're booking it in. I'm not going to drive it until it's, it's fixed. So I'm back to being a passenger princess. That's okay. It happens. If it makes you feel better, once I like had that happen to me and I took it to the mechanic and they were like, oh, there's nothing wrong with the car. Sometimes your car just needs like, it's almost like you turn it off and on again, like a restart. Mm. Not the car itself, but like the electronic system to it. I don't know. And they did that and then the engine light turned off and they're like fixed. And I was like fixed. So it might just be that. Oh, lovely. And they were like $300. I think they did it for free for me. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. I hope that's the case. Fingers crossed. Yep. Or they might say, you've ruined your car, it's been a month. <laughs> no, they're not going to say that. We're not going to put that out to the universe. Good energy only. On the topic of putting out good energy, 
I want to talk about this week's topic because I'm very excited. We are speaking on how to not let the fear of failure stop you from starting a business. And I want to already like apologize because I'm going to get so heated in this episode. This is my biggest gripe that I have come across the amount of friends and family. And if you're listening to this and you're a friend of mine, you're like, maybe she's talking about me. I am. I am absolutely talking about you. The amount of people that have been like, Sim, like I've loved what you've done. How do I get started? And I'm like, awesome. Here is your entire business plan. Mm. this is the strategies that will work Mm -hmm. go off and do it and then they'll be like awesome I'll do it and then it's a week passes a month passes a year passes some of them I love them five years have passed but it's not always their fault because there's so many other factors that stop us from like starting a business we get so scared it's like the the mindset it's also obviously timing and energy but I want to talk about specifically the fear of failure Mm because that is a huge one the fear of like but what if I struggle? What if I don't get it right and everyone Mm -hmm. around me laughs? How do I get over that hurdle? Because I think for the most of us, we're still kind of all worried about like, what will people say? 100%. And also everybody, she's also talking about me. This is why we're here. And it is so true, the fear of starting. I think it goes in phases and we've touched on about this in a few other episodes, but it's just like, okay, I don't know how to start. And then you slowly work through those. You kind of go in phases and you're like, okay, now I'm on to the next stage. I'm on to the next stage. And then you get to, you're like, now you just need to record content and put it out there. And that, cause I've got content ideas, <laughs> got the ideas. I've just got to record myself doing stuff, apparently. Do you think? the fear of failure bothers you like do you ever wonder like what will people around me say what will my colleagues at work say or like what will my I don't know my sister say like is that something that ever plays on your mind subconsciously or like consciously it did a year ago now it doesn't really anymore the way that it used to I think because this similar to how Just in general, if people kind of put themselves out there on social media, it's just like, oh, people are going to think I'm cringe or like I'm talking to my Instagram as if I've got an audience, like who am I to do this, all of that kind of stuff. And especially in Aotearoa and New Zealand, tall poppy syndrome is like a huge thing. So there's also that. But personally for myself, I don't feel that anymore, but I'm... There are still times where I think about, like, even I changed my handle on Instagram and changed, like, my profile to, like, a professional, you know, whatever profile. And I was like, oh. And a few people noticed that I had changed my handle and, like, commented on it. And I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, people noticed. I thought it was, like, a little thing, but it it wasn't. But I don't feel fuckama. I don't feel embarrassed or shy about that anymore. I think the thing for me right now is literally just making content and carving out time to put towards that. But 100% that fear of what people will think. It's huge. It's such a powerful feeling. And I think I heard a quote once that was like, nothing is stronger than like the fear of like disappointing people or the fear of like judgment. Like the quote was like, how many dreams has like fear killed? Mm. 
a lot, which is <laughs> which so is many. So, so sad. Sim and I are doing like sad faces to each other because it's it's so sad, especially when and probably even more infuriating for you when you see like your friends who are so capable and you're like, literally here is your blueprint or your steps. Like, come on. So did you have any fears before setting up your businesses? Oh, of course, 100%. Like, I think anyone that, if you ever look at someone that started a business and thought, wow, they just knew what they were doing and they were fearless, that is a lie. Everyone has got fears, even to this day as a business owner, even when I come out with new products or like a new service or even like the Girls at Business, like the Skills at Business series, I was still fearful of like, how will this come across? Will people even like it? You'll never get rid of the fear of wondering what people will think. But I remember when I started my very first business, The Indian Feminist, when I started that media company, it was actually, what do you say? Like it didn't have our faces or our names to it. Like it was very anonymous because I was really scared of how it would come across and what people would say. And for a very long time, it took me a while to get comfortable putting my face to it and like sharing my story and jumping on Instagram and like, you know, sharing my views with who I was, but I didn't feel fear about it when I was doing it. I would just get embarrassed if people asked me about it in real life. I just very vividly remember this conversation where I was talking to some people and I thought that was so cool. And they were like, oh, like, I love like this thing that you're doing. What is it? And I was like, oh, it's just an Instagram. And they were like, oh, and they like just completely disregarded it. But it was because I disregarded it in Mm. the way I spoke about it, made it seem like it wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, it had like 200,000 followers back then, but I was like, oh, it's just this Instagram. And I really thought about that a lot. Maya's laughing. (laughs) Just 200,000 followers. Back in the day as well, like what was this, 2014? I still remember like looking back at that conversation and wishing I hadn't said it like that and just being like, why can't I own this? Like I'm not someone that just owns an Instagram account. I like I have a like a company and like I remember one of my friends day who I love she was like Simran you have a social enterprise and I was like what's that <laughs> like I just didn't know that what these things were but it was nice to like have proper names to put to things and feel like pride about the cool work that you're doing instead of like shying away and I've met so many YouTubers that like were so scared about what their colleagues would say when they saw their YouTube account and some of them I remember once were like, oh my God, the day my colleagues found out about my YouTube account, I like shut down the account and I had to like get over it and then like come back a week later and be like, no, this is fine. But just, we feel so scared to step outside of what's normal. But the scary thing is depending on where you live, normal is going to look so differently. Like if we grow up in a more conservative town or a smaller town or a conservative community, we're going to view even like big office job as being abnormal or like going to university for some people might be like whoa am I like different am I wrong for like doing this like in every place you live in your life it might seem abnormal like I think Maya's partner's story is quite an interesting one where it was abnormal for him to not be an optometrist because like everyone in his lineage was optometrist. Five generations. He's the first out of five generations to not be an optometrist. He went and became, gasp, a lawyer. And everyone was (laughs) like, the audacity. (laughs) Like that's brave. He went to study law. He's a policy analyst now. But um, yeah. It's like 
no matter where you are, the idea of doing something that is different from where you're from is going to make you feel fear. And you could live in any part of the world and no matter what you did that was not normal, you're going to feel fear. So it's just like you almost put it to the side and go, this is not actually a problem. Like people will have thoughts about what I do no matter what I do. Mm. I had the thought of like, what will people say? I mean, I still recall people like telling my parents and being like, Simran is doing this girls that invest thing and like showing my parents my Instagram account as if it was like a bad thing. Yeah. Just like, do you know that your daughter is doing this? Here's this thing that she's doing. It's not okay. And it was so weird. And also like, I come from a very conservative not community, but like some parts of it are. And just like putting yourself out there on social media was considered taboo. Moving out of home before you were married was considered taboo. Buying a home before you were married was considered taboo. Traveling around the world is taboo. Like I keep doing things which like aren't quite the right things to do in certain people's eyes, but you just learn like you've got to do the things that you want as long as you're not harming people and you will feel fear and you will feel judged. But They're going to judge you even if you didn't do those things. Mm. And that is so important to remember because they're not the ones living your life like you are. Mm. And so you've just got to like YOLO, man. Would you say that in your like experience – Fear has stopped people achieving things that you know that they could have achieved. Like, have you ever had those conversations as well? Being like, hey, you need to go and do this. Like, go try this. I think you'd be amazing. You should apply for that scholarship. And you've just seen people be like, no, but what would people say if I did that? Mm. I think it's a lot I see, like, within uh, for Māori in Aotearoa in New Zealand, because there's not a lot of representation especially in small towns there's a lot more representation now but I'm 27 but even when I was in high school or primary intermediate there wasn't much representation of our people in spaces aside from maybe like sports or a few other things so when you're from a small town and you don't see yourself represented in the roles that you want to be in And especially, unfortunately, our society and our education system doesn't really look after our people to kind of nurture and foster the creativity that we have because Māori, Polynesian, we're very creative people, but it's kind of not really fostered. And so it's I've definitely seen a lot of people, a lot of my people and friends and whānau, and I'm like, you are so insanely good at this but it's kind of from their perspective instilling that belief and kind of getting over that fear of especially being judged I think it's a big thing in Aotearoa being judged but it's just really sad eh especially when you know you're just like you are so good at this and like a really cool example is my sister she's a stunt woman and that was like nothing that you ever was I never knew anything about that and she kind of slipped into it and now she's working towards you know goes to trainings actively and she's a single mum of two and she's just figuring it out and working on 
how she can do that, set herself on fire and still be a mum and do all of those things. So it's really cool when you do see people out there doing the thing. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. Also, I love your sister. I, I completely agree. I think it's just one of those things that, like, I get it. I, I have a soft spot for people that are like, I'm just scared. What if my business fails? What will that look like? And to me, it's like, I've had so many businesses fail. Like, I think people see, or I maybe only talk about the ones that do well, but there's been so many ideas that I've had that didn't even make it past the idea stage or some that I've like made a website for and nothing happened. And I'm like, right, like I'm going to end that subscription. Like it just, it happens. And it's kind of like the way that when you go to the gym and you're going for the first time and you think everyone's going to look at you and judge you because you clearly don't know what you're doing. Like, you're so worried about that. But the truth is anyone that, like, sees a new person at the gym is like, this is cool. Like, I'm so glad they've made it. Like, it's not easy. And it's the exact same in business. Like, when you're starting a new business, business owners will look at you and go, she's so courageous. Or, like, he is so clever. Like, they are both, like, these people are so smart to try because that's not easy to do. And yes, there'll be judgment of people around you, but I think that judgment comes from the uncomfortable feeling they feel when they see you do something out of the ordinary because it makes them almost reflect and go, should I be doing that? And so it's so much easier to like make a funny joke about, oh, like, who do you think you are? Like jumping on TikTok and making videos as opposed to them saying, am I fulfilled in my life? Mm. It's like more of a reflection of them than it is of you and the work that you're doing. So how did you stop the fear of failure, like with your businesses? I don't think I ever stopped feeling fear. I think I just learned to like acknowledge the feeling and be like, cool, I'm scared of doing this. It doesn't matter. I'm going to do it anyway. Like I think we almost assume that if I'm scared to do something, I should not do that action as opposed to. I'm scared to do something and from an outside point of view, I'm going to observe this feeling and go, makes sense. This is something out of the ordinary. This is not something I usually do. Of course, I'm going to feel this fear, but I'm going to try anyway. And the worst case scenario, I always try to give myself like worst case scenario and best case scenario. And that helps me manage like my anxiety around it. I'm like worst case scenario, the business bombs. And I learn a couple of new skills that's going to help me with the next thing. The best case scenario, this works. I can quit my job. I can do like all these cool things and help all these people. 
And so suddenly you've got more perspective on it. Mm. And that's, I just thought of uh, Whakatauke, which is a Māori proverb that says the exact same thing. And it's tu whitia te hopo, mairangitia te angitu, feel the fear and do it anyway. I love that. That's just my new life motto now. <laughs> and do you, has your kind of fear adapted from when you first started business to now with a really successful business? Funnily enough, I've actually gotten more scared now, Mm. which is so silly. I think when you start, you're like, no one expects anything of me. So if I fail, it's almost like expected or like people that see me make videos like I know it's going to be so embarrassing when people bring it up. Like I still get embarrassed. I still get embarrassed to this day when someone's like, I saw your TikTok because I'm like, oh my God, I'm on TikTok. And like, I've learned to get past it. But Mm -hmm. what I now fear is fear of messing it up. Like you'll always have a fear. Like your first fear will be like, I hope it works. (laughs) (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) Your first fear will be like, I hope this works. And then when it's working, you're like, what if I mess it up? Now I'm scared that this is not going to work or that like everyone's going to be like, ha, I saw it coming. Like it was bound to fail. Like you, your fear of failure changes. It will always be there. Or when we do something new, I'm scared of like, what if this gets a bad reaction? Because when I started, what, we had like three Instagram followers? Cool. Mm. Like no one's going to care if I make a post and it goes wrong or I miss the mark on a, on a campaign that we do. What if now we do it and 300,000 people are mad at me. Like, that's a huge fear. Like, it's just so difficult. I remember telling, like, someone that I was working with, I was like, I'm scared of, like, like, what if we get cancelled? And they were like, Simran, you're not, like, what have you, have you ever said anything that's cancelable? And I was like, no. And they're like, can you see yourself saying anything like racist, sexist, like, ableist? Like, is that your personality? And I'm like, no. And they're like, you do not need to worry about that. <laughs> but it just goes to show, like, if there's no fear, your mind will fill it up with something. Mm, okay, that's nice and reassuring and actually just reminded me, I watched the Lewis Capaldi documentary on Netflix. Is he the Formula One driver? Oh, no. <laughs> He's the singer. Oh, I think, I think I'm thinking of Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> anyway, this just shows how little of Netflix you watch. Anyway, because he just like went insanely famous and his music just he instantly blew up and then that was just for his first album and the documentary is about him making his second album and the entire time he he like developed tics and like his anxiety got so bad spoiler alert so bad that he was like am I gonna die and that was from I guess the pressure that he felt from having to top himself again because he's like I how do you how do you do that he's all good now though I know that kind of didn't really have a good ending but no <laughs> maybe we can cut that out That's no I think good. it's great I th- do you have any more questions for me around like how to get over the fear of failure when it comes to starting a business yeah so how just kind of do you have any systems or ways that you feel the fear and do it anyways like how you speak to yourself do you have any steps I just like I honestly the one thing I will always do is nothing is ever lost when you try like if you try like if you do not try something 
you will never learn. And it's so comfortable to never try, but you will never learn. If you try something and it flops, you get so excited, you make the logo, you make the website, you make an Instagram account, and it and it just doesn't work and no one's liking it and no one's listening to it. You've learned like five skills in that step. You've learned how to make a website. You've learned how to create an Instagram account for a business. You've learned how to make a logo. Like these are five skills that you will now have for life. And so every failure is like more skills to learn and you actually learn faster from failure. There was, I'm not sure if it was Google or if it was Netflix or maybe both, but they have this saying within the company, which is fail fast and fail often. And it's the idea of like, the best ideas came from these companies because they had this culture of like, just try it, try this cool, crazy idea. Maybe one in a hundred of them will work, but you've just come up with a really cool idea that no one else thought of because they were all so scared to try. And like, it's really scary. I mean, like the idea of me and Sonia jumping on a podcast and talking about money when we have never done that or like, you know, had a podcast before or being public like faces before the first time we recorded an episode, it took us the whole day to record an hour's worth of content because we were so nervous. And I remember telling Sonia afterwards, well, she actually reminded me that I said to her, it's been a long time since I felt like I really sucked, like sucked at something. And I hate this feeling, but the feeling of that, that discomfort if we just patched up and went, we're not good at this, like none of this sort of happened. So I view failure as a great thing. When I fail at something, I'm like, this is awesome because I'll never make this mistake again. And I'm a better person and I'm better off as a business owner or just an entrepreneur because I did this compared to my version of myself that stayed in my comfort zone, didn't even try, didn't fail, which is cool, but like didn't try, which means I've missed 100% of the shots because you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's so true. And just like a really good reminder because even probably, honestly, even though I say I don't feel you know, fuck am I embarrassed to post anything on social media. I bet you once I create some content and then I'm about to send it, I'm like, oh, a little bit like, oh, what are people going to think and stuff like that. So this is really good for me and everyone else to keep in mind that, you know, someone who is as successful as yourself, Sim, you still have those fears you still have those thoughts running through your head but also it's important to keep in mind that if you don't try you won't know or learn anything and it's better to have tried and failed than to have never tried at all I just like will also ask myself what is 80 year old sim in her like deathbed I mean I hope I live longer than 80 but like yeah. what is 80 year old sim in her deathbed gonna look back and wish she had done and if what I want to do but I'm scared to do is something that 80-year-old Sim would have thought, oh, I wish I did try it, then I will do it. Like if I'm like, God, I wish I did like go and live in that country or I wish I did start that business or I wish I did at least try to see if we could do like another book or whatever it is that I want to do that I'm scared to do. I just ask myself, would this be a regret if I didn't even mm. try? And for you, if you're listening at home and going, I know I want to start a business or I know I need to ne take the next step and like upskill my business, I promise you, if you're listening into this episode, it means that 80-year-old you would regret it if you did not try. Because you are here for a reason. Mm. The 
fear of regretting something is worth personally the fear of regretting something and not doing anything is worse than the fear of actually doing it anyway I also find it really helpful in my experience to have like one trusted friend or partner or like family member someone in your life that truly believes in what you're going to do because every time you get scared and you back away that person's going to stand at the door and be like nope go back in there like you can do it and that's been so helpful I've had like Maya's been that kind of friend Sonia's been that kind of friend whenever I get like dubious of myself it's so nice to have a support system that's like you're in your own head simmering and try hmm this actually was really nice and motivating for me oh really yeah like it's it's just one of those things I think it's one of those things that you know but when you get reminded of it and then you get these specific examples you're just like honestly life is too short like I like to you know try most things once and so it's just like a little reminder of that just to feel the fear and do it anyway I love that. Feel the fear and do it anyway. I think this is probably a good place to wrap up. Thank you so much, Maya. If you've listened to this and you've felt, okay, I kind of get it now. Like people are going to judge me. People are going to, if you don't change and like move out of your job and start your business, people are going to be like, that girl's been in the same job for four years. Like someone will have something to say Mm. about you. They'll be like, is she not leveling up? Like, if you do level up, they're going to be like, she's leveling up. (laughs) Like, who does she think she is? If you start a business, it's going to be, who does she think she is? If you like talk about starting a business but never do, they're going to be like, she's all talk. Like, there will be conversations about your behavior regardless. You might as well just be doing what you want to (laughs) do. Exactly. (laughs) In my humble opinion. But. Hopefully you have found this helpful. I know I have enjoyed talking about it. I wish I had heard this when I was starting. It definitely would have helped me get there a lot faster. That's okay. Hindsight is twenty twenty, as Maya says. And I'll see you next week, Maya. Bye. Kakite. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer. Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence.